Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. And he says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are disciples if you love one another. Think about that. That's, that's, that's pretty powerful. You ever meet somebody that's pretty hard to love? <laughs> you know? yeah. I think I have a family member or two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean. Sometimes we meet people. What is it that we're, we're walking in, in, in love and life and how we reach out? It doesn't matter what our age is, what the circumstances are. You know, one of the things, you know, Sharon and I, this, this church has loved us. You know, remember a few years ago, and Sharon's still really struggling with some things in her health. But, man, it was, it was pretty bad. And then I got hit with something, this crazy old Marine Corps injury that had me where I couldn't walk for a while, you know. And, and this church provided meals for us every night for, she's a long time, long time. This church would come over, you know, Pam came over and cleaned house for Sharon one time, offered to do it more. Uh, this church, you know, really, really reached out in, in so many ways. And I think that that's the mission of the body of Christ, that each and, each and every one of us, you know, to, to reach out and love regardless of the circumstances. Jesus is saying, a new command I give to you. So, so what are we doing with that new command in our daily walk? What are we doing with our new command this new command and in, in, in what the Lord has done for us. Because I, I don't care what our background is, you know. I've never been in jail, but I was in jail <laughs> to sin 45 years ago when I gave my heart to the Lord. But I've never forgotten how much the Lord has done for me and my family and you try, to, you try to walk that way because I say to the guys, they hear me say it all the time in chapel and everything, it isn't what we say, it's how we walk. How do we walk in the Lord? Do people look at us in circumstances in such a way that they say, you know, those people really believe that. I was sharing with Dave a couple days ago, um, I was getting gas down Turlock, not too far from, not too far from the ranch, and I, I saw a guy. He was sitting on a curb, over, over on the corner, and he had between some trees. He had some lines, strung up, and he had clothes hung up on him. So obviously he had washed clothes somewhere, and he was sitting there. But the thing that caught my attention, is that I had a big white dog with him, and the the dog was on the back, and he was rubbing the belly, and he was just, I don't know, picking some brush off him or something like that. I watched him a long time, and it hit me, and I drove over to talk to him, and I, I said, boy, you really love that dog, don't you? And he said, yeah, that dog's name's Dot. Man, I love her. She's, she's all I've got. I love that dog. A couple of weeks ago when it was so hot, he said she started having seizures. 
I went to a vet, but I couldn't get her in a vet because I didn't have $400. So I got under a shade tree, you know, under a shade tree when it's 105. So, you know, it feels like it's 103, you know what I mean? Got some water and rubbed on, on Dot, and he said, Dot's doing okay now. And then I, I introduced myself. We talked for a long time, and his name was Steve, and I told him who I was, and he said, you know, we've got Faith Home not too far from here. He says, yeah, I know. I, I went through there 11 years ago. And I stopped by not too long ago because I wanted to see Louie. And I found out that Louie had died. And Louie was really important when I was through the ranch. But some things have happened in his life. And, and all we talked and I, I prayed with him. And I said, you know where we are. Our doors are open for you to come by. You know, and I, I, it was interesting. I can't explain what's really happening to me personally, okay, in my own walk with the Lord. It's hard for me to, to explain because I've, I've been known as being, in, in earlier days, as being somewhat of a hard guy. And even as a Christian, a taskmaster in a lot of ways, you know, get things done and all of that in my early days of ministry. But then something has begun to to soften me as, as I go, as I get older, and some of the things that I see, and I just, I just think about the love that Christ wants us to really love one another. And when we love one another, what happens? That's, that's the gospel that comes alive. Because we look at what the Lord ha- has done for us. And it is so, so powerful. Now, I'm going to do something. I hope I don't get two guys upset with me. <laughs> but Bobby, why don't you come on up here a second? <laughs> Anthony, don't you run out the back door now. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. I was at Bobby's high school graduation a number of years ago. He was the youngest guy that's ever come into Teen Challenge down there. He wanted to come in before he graduated, but he wasn't 18. We had to wait. He turned 18. I was at his high school graduation, and he came in and uh, completed and all. And why don't you briefly just share what's going on in, in your life? Hello, church. My name is Bobby. Um, to sum it up briefly, God really changed my life. He used Teen Challenge as a vessel to bring me to Jesus and for me to build that relationship. Um, I completed December 15th, 2021, and I graduated about eight months after that. It was not easy going through Teen Challenge and reading the Bible and seeing the guidelines that God put before me. Um, It wasn't easy, um, you know, being sober and then reading the Bible and realizing there's a lot more to being a Christian than just being sober and realizing what God really wanted from me and what God wanted to do with my life for his kingdom and for my family. And it's been a blessing. You know, I've been sober for about almost two and a half years now. And God's worked in my life in, in many ways. I've been able to be there for my family. And we've had our bumps for sure but I've been able to uh, bring my sister to Christ and answer those hard, those hard questions, which has been 
which has been tough. She got baptized almost a year ago now, and it's been a real blessing. And I'm just really grateful for what God has done in my life and my family's life and what he's going to do in all these men's life. I'm really grateful. He's uh, in the union and working for a company where they do commercial refrigeration and all of that, learning a good trade in the union, moving forward with what God has and plan for him because we believe that this ministry has, we deal with body, soul, and spirit. And I, I talk to my staff a lot about that, and that's what we do, body, soul, and spirit. It's the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that will help a person overcome some of, the, some of the struggles. But then, you know, education and training and learning a skill and being able to provide for your family and buy a home or buy a car or all of those things. A man needs a career, needs a job, education, and everything like that. So, so we deal with, with all of those. Anthony, come on up. You didn't know. Anthony. Anthony got there not too long after, after I was there and went through the program and became a student leader and then uh, worked on our construction, construction crew and everything. And tell them where you went to school and what you're doing now. Uh, my name's Anthony. Uh, I believe I completed June or July 2019 because I came in 2018. Iron sharpens irons, a good statement. Uh, the guys at the ranch have been good. Every been, everyone's been really good. But now coming forward uh, this past year, I, I started, I always enjoyed taking stuff apart and putting them back together. And that's, I've, that's a true statement out at the ranch. Sometimes <laughs> he took it apart and we were trying to get it back together. So. <laughs> now I'm having a chance to apply myself in electrical and industrial and commercial jobs, and it's been a blessing. Just yesterday, I went over to a nuclear power plant to redo some bus work and get it going. God's been good. God's been really a blessing. I've been the closest thing to the prodigal son, except for the older brother that I, I can think of. And through everything, my family's still amazing. My family here is still amazing, and everyone's been really just a blessing my favorite verse is still Ezekiel eleven nineteen. for I will give you an undivided heart and instill a new spirit in you I'll take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh because there's life after being a ruffian or a knucklehead and they're really guys stick it out I'm uh, five years from that 2018 a year's intern and three years of staff it's been a blessing and I, I'm so grateful for everything Teen Challenge has done for me. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's such a blessing. You know, one of our staff members, he heads up our construction. You know, he was homeless for 16 years. He's here, but I'm not going to ask him to come up. But he'll be out there by the T-shirts. That's his, one of the things that he's, he's doing. And he came into the, the program and... What, six years ago, something like that. And God's doing a remarkable thing, and he, 
he's a general contractor now, does uh, a lot of our construction. We've got one guy who came in our, our newsletter, our current one's out here. You can pick it up, it'll be mailed out this week. Talks about a young man that came in, geez, six years ago. I almost didn't let him in because I thought he would die on our watch, quite truthfully, physically. He was just, it was so awful. But I, the Lord said, you need to bring him in. And, and then uh, a couple months after he came in, went to a church service There's a, in Turlock at Harvest. Ronnie visits the, the pastor there, and there was a speaker there and praying for people, and a lot of people nudged him forward. He didn't want to go forward, nudged him forward, and God supernaturally healed him. I tell you, it was a miracle. And, and he's gone back to school. He's now a licensed counselor. And uh, it's an amazing thing what God is doing. So I believe so much in what, what the future holds. We started a, a program there, I don't know, six years ago called Restoring Dignity. When you get close to finishing uh, the, the final four months, we have a retired school administrator that comes in and teaches. It's called Restoring Dignity. It's about resume and interview and job search and career development and all of that stuff and learning finances and, and, and all of that. And we require that, restoring dignity. I named it that because I felt like it was important for guys when they leave to walk out of there and walk through life like a platoon of Marines that just graduated from boot camp. You know, I know what that experience is and it's traveled with me all of my life and I want that to be for every every man that comes through the program but then the beautiful thing is since the day I got there I said this isn't just a men's center this is a family center this is a family restoration center okay because we believe we see things happen miracles happen right there at the ranch you know we have family visitation day every other Sunday and you see families come you see them having a lunch together at picnic tables or talking or maybe playing a game or something like that. And you watch them come to our chapel service and you watch these miracles that happen that people said it was impossible for families to be brought back together. How many of you guys are experiencing that on family day with your wives and your families? Raise your hand. You know? And some of them. And there's some that are, some that are here that think that that'll never happen. But they see it happening and that's, that's the beautiful thing. There are so many things that are happening. We're almost, we're, we're, we're at capacity. We've got like a waiting list, you know, with people coming in. God is just tremendously blessing the ministry. Ready Now Recovery is a ministry that got started in Teen Challenge several years ago. And it's, it's, it's like CR, but it's, it's, it's more intense than that. What it is is it's a Christian discipleship and on a weekly basis with a lot of different great material and people come to the group and there's facilitators that help them because fully 80% of the people that are struggling with life controlling issues will never come into a residential program for a lot of different reasons. House payment, car payment, child, just all, all of that stuff. And so this was developed, and I felt like it was really important for us to grab a hold of it because it fits right within our vision of putting hope within reach of everyone struggling with life-controlling issues. And right now, we started pretty heavily two years ago. We're one of the smallest centers in California, men. But we are just, uh, we're a giant when it comes to uh, 
reaching out into the community. And right now with Ready Now Recovery, we're in 17 different locations. 17 different locations. One in Lodi. We'll be at Horizon Church tonight over on Central at 7 o'clock. We have a Ready Now Recovery every week there. And then we have a, have a woman that's really going through facilitator training right now on the east side, I mean the west side of Lodi, that will be starting something with a, with a really great outreach. And within the next two or three months, we'll be in five more locations. So what we're doing is we are really trying to reach out to everyone struggling with life-controlling issues, and a lot of it is not going to be a residential center. It's, it's getting into a place where, where people need help and trying to minister to them, to men, to women, to families, and then we're trying to develop where we can reach teenagers. Because if we can reach teenagers before their life just totally spiral, spirals out of control, we'll do that. And then I'm just a... a I guess I've described my ministry for many years. Are you a minister? Are you a pastor? Are you a missionary? I just always say I'm a builder. I've, I'm a builder by trade. I was a general contractor for almost 40 years, supported a lot of my ministry that way for a long time. But I like to build. I like to build churches. I like to build people. I like to build businesses. I like to do a lot of those things. And one of the things that we started when I took this missions uh, down in, in Turlock, you know, seven years ago, one of the things I was doing, I was researching, you know, about 38 acres down there and 25 acres of almond trees and everything, we ought to have a bee business because bees are critical to all of us. Fully a third of, the, third of what we eat would not be available to eat if it wasn't for bees to do the pollinating. I'm talking about beef and chicken and all of that stuff there. So I went back to school last year and got certified as a master beekeeper. Now we've got one staff, two staff that are working on it. We've got a student that's working on it. And I, I have gone back to school at the University of California, Davis, uh, to become a certified master beekeeper in California because I, we're growing a, a commercial bee business. We started with one this year. Right now we've got six. And yesterday, and Stu was out there with us, yesterday I had to do a practical exam and it had to be videotaped and send it to the professor at UC Davis. So I had to have it videotaped, 30 minutes, go through all of this stuff. Well, I started off a dry run with this really aggressive hive, okay? And when I'm working with them, I don't wear a full suit. I just wear the top half. And a lot of times I don't wear gloves at all because I don't like the feel of handling with everything. But yesterday I started with this aggressive this very aggressive hive, and somehow one got in my hood. And it stung me right on the top of my head. And just about the time that happened, one stung me in the hand, this very aggressive group. So I'm thinking, I need to put my gloves on. But before I could get my gloves on, this one really stung me up there. And so I need to get the hood down and pull my gloves off. I got stung six times yesterday. <laughs> Five times in this hand. And once on the top of the head. And that hand will tell a story that it got stung five times yesterday. You know? But we're growing a, a bee business. And, and one of the things, you know... The legacy builders have taken special offerings sometimes and, and sent it down to help with the bee business. 
because we're growing. It's costing us money at this point. We have uh, six hives that are doing really well. If we get through the winter, we'll, we'll double that. We'll split those in the spring, so we'll have 12. And by next fall, if those are doing really good, we'll split those again. So it's possible that we could have 24 hives by this time next year. And why are we doing that? We're doing that to train, and, and it's a profession, and it will help to produce income. But here's one of the things that I found out that I did not know when I started down this, that working with bees it works tremendously with veterans and first responders that are suffering from PTSD. Because of working with the bees, the frequency of the buzz, the working with them, the concentration that you have, and actually you begin to nurture them. They almost become like your pets. You want to take care of them. You want to make sure they don't get sick and all of that. And there's organizations clear across the country that work with veterans. I did not know that. And so I'm just thinking, boy, God has opened up another door because I'm the chaplain for the Stockton Marine Corps Club. I work with a lot of, a lot of guys and sent, helped guys get into places that are having PTSD. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to expand this and we're going to work with veterans too. So God's always got a plan no matter what, what we're doing. We are working with the county right now, and it's going through the planning commission, and we'll probably have a hearing by the end of the year because we've got a 6,000-square-foot building down there that we used to be able to remodel buses. They became uh, a mobile imaging clinics, you know, with a breast cancer screening and a CT. Our guys did all of the work and beautiful work. It looked like a doctor's office when you walked in, and then COVID hit and all of that, and a lot of other things, and that fellow went out of business, and Anthony, he worked on those buses, how many? That's where you really started working on the electrical, and that's when you decided you wanted to go back to school. He didn't tell you he went back to school, and he uh, works for, uh, I'm going to just say it, he works for Dave Payne, and uh, he's, he's going to school, his second year, getting ready to start. You got, a, you got a final tomorrow, I think you said you're doing a 97% right now. It's a five-year school, you know, going, going through all of that and some of the tremendous things that are happening. But in that, we're going through this, uh, we'll, we're, if it gets approved by the Planning Commission, we are going to build many homes in that 6,000-square-foot building, four and six and 800-square-foot. Remember on Lodi Avenue, on East Lodi Avenue, they put four many homes in there? transitional homes, those are what we'll be building. And we'll be working with Modesto JC for certification for electrical and framing and mechanical and plumbing. So guys that are completing the program can work with that and get trained so that they can go out and get a job in that field. Those are some of the things that are happening. And they're happening and we're allowed to happen because it's so much bigger than we think about it in our minds sometime. And this church and leadership here has been such a part of that. You know, we're working with a ministry in, in uh, Turlock called Prodigal Sons and Daughter. And that's where Zach, uh, Zach Jackson is now. He, he will be on staff there, counseling, licensed counselor and all of that, working with them. But our guys are going through there and the, the counseling that's available, sending them to help them get tattoo removal, help them get their driver's license back. Got guys signing up, going back to school to get their GED get their high school diploma. You see what I'm saying? We deal with body, soul, and spirit to help people totally be restored 
and get back where God wanted them to begin. You took a right turn when you should have kept going straight. And I think the ministry there is helping people to go straight. And then we're, we're getting ready for the big ball drop. This, uh, this church has uh, participated in that. Uh, this will be the fourth year that we do that. It's the biggest fundraiser that we do. Sheriff uh, Dirksy and his helicopters made it available for the last three years. We get sponsors, and you can buy a golf ball and, and for $25, and we have a big, big fair out there at the ranch. You know, did it three years. It's a phenomenal event. But then at the end of just a couple days after it ended last year, Brad uh, Hansen, he's, he works with his volunteer, came and talked to me. He says, you know, I think the Lord wants us to expand this thing. So we talked about it, and we talked to the sheriff, and here's what we're doing. In Turlock, this year, on October 21st, at the county fairgrounds will be the ball drop. We have brought Salvation Army Turlock, Rescue Mission Turlock, Police Youth League Turlock, and Faith Home Teen Challenge together. We're working in unity to show that uh, we all do things a little bit different, but we have the common purpose really of, of reaching out. So that's on October 21st. On October 22nd, we're doing the same thing in Modesto with Modesto Gospel Rescue Mission, the Modesto Salvation Army, and the Police Youth League. And all of those organizations are much bigger than us. But we're bringing it all together, and we're going to have the ball drop right in the sheriff's front yard. He wanted to do it right there at the, the jail and the sheriff area and all of that. And my goal is San Joaquin County next year and with the sheriff here for us to do the same thing in San Joaquin County because what it does is it raises funds. 100% of what we do is all volunteer uh, donations. We don't, we don't get any government money. and It takes money to run, and it's a big fundraiser. But then what it does is it gets our message out to the community. There is a place. There is a phone number. There is hope available to you. One of the things that we've learned and we try to, to practice so powerfully at, at the ranch is the power of prayer. And, and we've discovered that, you know, everybody, my, my experience in this ministry is that almost every family has experienced something like this, either individually or dad or a mom, a brother or sister, someone you've worked with, a grandchild, a niece or a nephew. And... Uh, a wayward person and you pray for all of the time. Some have struggled with it themselves and, and things, and some are struggling with health. So here's what I want to do. If any of that circumstance applies to any of you, either individually or for your family, I'd like you to come on down for prayer. Our guys know how to pray. We're going to open it up for prayer. And we don't want you to be shy. You know, it's, it's just a powerful thing. If there's anything, individually, your family, your physical, anything that you need prayer for this morning, come on down and join us. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.